Greetings, welcome to today's Bible study, Bible College Curriculum, as I call it. I'm Fernando. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of, of prayer. Father God, we thank you for the supply of your word. Lord, we ask you to let it enter us into our hearts today, now. It will come if we should have it, it will surely come. In Jesus' name, let it come, for all things are possible with you, Lord God. Open our hearts and our minds that we may establish your word more and more into our hearts, into our minds, and into our souls. Amen. Reading for today will be November 16th. Pick Up Your Sword by Kenny Copeland. But thou, O man, but thou, O man of God, Fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6, 11 and 12. When you're up against the wall, don't start begging God to break through it for you. That's not the way he works. He'll give you the plan. He'll give you the power. And he'll guarantee the victory. But your hand, not his own, is the instrument he's going to use to get the job done. You're going to have to stretch forth your hand by speaking and acting on the word, even when circumstances are against you. God gave me striking revelation of that over 20 years ago through a vision he gave me in Beaumont, Texas. I was preparing to minister in a service there, spending some time in prayer, when suddenly I saw myself standing in the pulpit of the church, looking up. I saw a dragon, a horrible, ugly thing, poke his head through the front door of the church. As he came into the church, his body expanded like a balloon, filling the whole room. He was snorting fire and smoke. When in the vision he turned it on me, he almost burned my clothes. As I fell back on the floor, I saw Jesus standing nearby with a sword in his hand. Why doesn't he do something about this? I thought, can't he see me? I'm hurting, but he didn't move. He just stood by with a frown on his face. I could tell he was really put out with me. The Bible says God was not pleased with those who were overthrown in the wilderness, 1 Corinthians 10.5. And he wasn't pleased with me either as I lay there on my back in defeat in his vision. Then Jesus held out the sword to me and pointed at the dragon. The look on his face said, Get up! I reached up to catch the hold of the sword, and an instant before I touched it, Jesus turned it loose. The sword stayed in midair of its own accord. I grabbed it and began to pull myself up. Not only did it hold firm, but it began to lift me. I stood and touched the dragon's chin with my sword, and it split him from one end to the other. It laid him open right before my eyes. In amazement, I looked down at the sword. Why haven't I used this before, I thought. Don't wait. Whatever you do, don't wait for God to slay the dragon in your life. You have the sword of the Spirit, the all-powerful word of the living God at your fingertips. Pick it up and use it today. The word of God. The scripture reading for today is Joshua 11, verses 5 to 23. Let me go ahead and run over there real fast like. 
Joshua 11. All righty. 5 to 23. Is that correct? I need a... Joshua 11, 5. It says, So all the kings met, and they came and encamped together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. <clears throat> then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid because of them, for tomorrow by this time I am going to hand over all of them slain by the sword to Israel. You shall hamstring, disable their horses, and set fire to their chariots. So Joshua and all the people of war with him came against him suddenly by the waters of Merom and attacked them. The Lord handed them over to Israel, who struck them and pursued them as far as great Sidon and Misrophodium, and eastward as far as the valley of Mispeh. They struck them down until no survivors was left. <clears throat> Joshua did to them as the Lord had told him. He hamstrung, disabled their horses, and set fire to their chariots. At that time, Joshua turned back and captured Hazor and struck his kings dead with the sword. For Hazor previously was the head of all these kingdoms. They struck all the people who were in it with hedge of the sword, utterly destroying them. There was no one left who breathed, and he set fire to Hazor. Joshua captured shared all the cities of these kings and all their kings, and he struck them with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them, just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. But Israel did not burn any of the cities that stood, walled and fortified on their mounds, except Hazor alone, which Joshua burned. The sons of Israel took as their plunder all the spoil of the cities and the cattle, but they struck every man with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them. They left no one alive, just as the Lord had commanded Moses, his servant. So Moses had commanded Joshua, and so Joshua did. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So Joshua took all this land, the hill country, all the Negev, south country, all the land of Goshen, the lowland, the Arabah plain, the hill country of Israel, and its lowland, from Mount Halak that tries towards Seir in the south, even as far as the Val God in the valley of Lebanon at the foot mount of Hermon in the north. He captured all their kings and struck them and put them to death. Joshua waged war with all these kings a long, a long time, at least five years. There was no city that made peace with, with the Israel except the Hivites living in Gibeon. They took all the others in battle. For it was the purpose of the Lord to harden their hearts to meet Israel in battle, said that, that Israel would utterly destroy them, that they would receive no mercy, but, the, but that Israel would destroy them just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then Joshua came out at that time and cut off the Anakim from the hill country, from Hebron, from Debir, and from Anadab, and from all the hill country of Judah, and all the hill country of Israel. Joshua utterly destroyed them with their cities, there was no Anakim left in the land of the children of Israel, only one in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod, of Philistia, son remained. So Joshua took the whole land of Canaan according to all the Lord has spoken to Moses, and Joshua gave it as an inheritance to Israel, according to their divisions by the tribes, so the land had rest from war. 
Amazing stuff. To me, I had a vision of God. I kept, in my early days, in my Christianity, I kept asking God, why don't he do something? I needed work. I didn't know how to pay my bills. The reeling of my mind was was just confusion, you know, and emotion. I was trying to live spiritually, but I had to live in this world. And it was just, and I was praying for three weeks. I was fasting and praying and crying out to God to do something. And he finally came up to me and he showed me in the vision. He showed himself to me. He was full of blood in his robe and he was handing me the keys of the kingdom. To me, he gave me that same face he gave Kenny Copeland. The face like, I done all uh, I possibly can do. The ball is on your court. The keys were bloody. His robe was bloody. His face looked like he just was in a pool of blood and he stood up like water, like coming out of a pool and the water was dripping, but it was all blood. And it, and to me, it looked like me. He went for those three days into the pit of hell and he fought all those, all those demons and Satan and took the keys of Adam which is the word of God and the appropriate authority that we have authority here on this earth to command things. And he, he was handing me the keys in this vision. So the keys that Jesus gave me is the word. The word goes forth. And it, it just like Isaiah 55, 11, 10 and 11, as we've been studying, the word of the Lord comes down from heaven like the rain and the snow, and it doesn't go back, but water the earth and makes the sea to grow. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, saith the Lord. Amen. So we use the established word of God to hit Satan in the nose, hit Satan in the gut. The devil is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. The devil is defeated by our word and our testimony, and we are committed and, and enjoying this process in Jesus' name. Amen. So be it, folks. Get excited. Read Psalm 23 to, to out into the future. You say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leaves me in paths of righteousness. For his namesake, yes, though I walk through this valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for the Lord God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. The Lord has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The Lord has anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Give them heaven, family. Practice reading the word of God out loud. Imagine that you're quenched in the blood of Jesus Christ. Drink pure water before you prophesy and bless the water and call it wonderful water. And then read the promises of God from a 
the promises of God books. There's plenty of them that detail prosperity, faith, hope, and read it into the air. Again, envision the blood of Jesus that you're in a pool of the blood of Jesus coming up. Envision the keys of the kingdom. Envision the water, the wonderful water. Not in, and you're talking to it and saying, wonderful water, drink the water, and then go outside and read or stay inside, whatever you want, and read the promises of God. It'll all take you about 15 minutes. And watch and see. I love you. God bless you. Give them heaven. Go at it.